When this boy meets girl, this boy meets world. When this girl meets boy, meets boy, meets Hello class, open up your textbooks to Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 18, Chapter Titled. How Corey and Topanga Got Their Groove Back. I am Alden. I am Tanya. Copycat. I'm the boy. I'm the girl. And, uh, I don't know. I got nothing. I almost, I was going to say something about like DC multiverses or something. That's because you wanted to finish watching a stream, a Twitch stream before we started this. So so. I can get the game for free. Yeah. Um, And I can play as LeBron James and basketball Steven Universe in the face. Don't do that to Steven. Oh, I'm going to do that. Why would you do that to Steven? Because I want to win the game. Anyway, uh, Tanya. Yes. How are you? How do you feel about the fact that we are five weeks from the end of Boy Meets World slash Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World as we know it? Um, I don't really want to talk about it right this second, about how I feel about it. Yeah, I understand. You're so emotional. Um, I'm a very emotional person. But yeah, I guess I guess with five weeks left, we should probably say we don't have any plans right now. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't. But our plans are to take some time off. And then, and then we'll be back. Yeah. Then we'll figure something else out. We're not quite sure yet, but we are quite sure about the break. Yes. <laughs> um, Tanya. Yes. Have you ever, have you ever felt too old and boring? Um, only my entire life. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, I was born very old. I've always preferred to be, like, at home doing home things than going out. And if I did go out, like, I was a lot of fun because I was very uncomfortable. So I would drink a lot and then be, like, a party animal. And it seemed like I had fun. Drank the tank. But I still, like, I would absolutely rather be at home. What about you? Uh, I mean, yes, same, C's-ish. Uh, I, I mean, I'm an introvert. I enjoy being at home and I enjoy playing video games. I mean, I I do want to go out sometimes. I do want to hang out with people sometimes. Uh, I've never, ever, ever been the kind of person who enjoys being around hundreds of people that I don't know. Like, I don't enjoy being at a party where I don't know most of the people. Right. Uh, And even if I'm at a party where I know most of the people, like, I stick with the group that I'm comfortable with. Right. Uh, and, and I don't know. I just, I like getting to know people, but I don't like not knowing people. And well, and you can't really get to know people in a big, like loud, raucous party. Exactly. If I'm in a group with four or five people and I don't know one or two of those people, I will absolutely try to get to know those one or two people. Right. But if I'm in a group, uh, uh, a party with, 60 people, 40 people, 20 people, I'm not going to try to get to know anybody because they're talking to their friends and getting drunk and doing crazy stuff. Right. So there's that's not how that works. Right. It's too late to get to know you. That's what I always say. They, they walk <laughs> up to me and they're like, what's up, dude? What's your name? And I'm like, it's too late to get to know each other. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, kind of. Um, kind of. But 
like I think the boring is also kind of like subjective and right. and like I've never found myself to be a boring person. Right. And people who know me, I don't think think that I am a boring person either, but I'm not I'm not not boring because I party all the time. Like right. I don't think that that is a personality trait that makes someone not boring. I don't know. Well, I, I can understand the thing where you're just like, every day I, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this, and I do this, and then I go to bed. And if, if it's like, that's the kind of thing, but... That's uh, mundanity. Like, that's not necessarily, like, I don't know. I I think that it's important to shake things up from the mundane. Uh-huh. But you know that it's mundane when you are bored with right. it. If you are not bored with it, you are not a boring person. Right. And if it's important to you to have that routine and it makes your life better, fucking routine it up. Mm-hmm. Um, routines absolutely are good for me. Uh, but I often get bored in them and then I break out of them. Yeah. And I think like if I were to go out to a party, all I would want to do is come home and do the things that I enjoy. Like, yeah. I would be thinking about those things. Yeah. Every once in a while, like, I love going out with the people from work, but it's very different. We do all know each other really mm-hmm. well, even though it's a ton of people. And we're all very like-minded in what's important to us. And it's also very rare. So if we all do go out, like, I'm like, oh, yes, I do want to go and do that. Well- but... But it's not like a house party. Yeah, I I enjoy I play D and D every single week. I go, I drive forty five minutes to the game store and play with my D and D friends and play for three plus hours. Um, it doesn't feel like a waste of time. Mm-hmm. If I was going out to get drinks every single week for three or four hours with with people, I would. They be very upset about my wasted time. So, like, it really all depends on what you want. Like, don't waste your time. Well, it's it's personality because right. both of us, it's a waste of time if we have nothing to show for it. Mm. Like, if you're going and playing D anD D, you're leaving with a sense of productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way, like, like if I go to garden club, right, like. I'm going and I'll be leaving with a sense of of doing something productive, learning something new, or engaging my brain in something that is important to me. If you are going and just doing drinks for the sake of doing drinks, there's really nothing productive that comes out of that. And that's great for people who love to do it. Right, and who need that energy. But our personalities both of our personalities are we need something to show for the time that we spent we don't have a lot of time and we we need something to show for the time that we spent yeah good point anyway what have we been watching um did we watch anything this week i just finished watching something oh yeah you did i finally watched all of the promised neverland it's an anime i had I do this a lot where I'll start something and it's almost like I'm bookmarking it in my head of like, I want to watch this one day. So like, I'll start it while I'm cleaning, knowing that I'm not going to actually pay attention to it, but it puts it back into my brain of like, 
I want I want to remember this thing that I want to watch. I've been doing that with The Promised Neverland for two years. How many like, times have you rewatched the first episode? The first episode probably five or six times. Uh, the second episode five or six times. And then the third episode I think I had watched twice. Um, but yesterday I was making dinner and like making some bread and I just I had it on on my phone and it is so incredibly wonderful um since I finished it I've you know watched some of, or seen some of the reviews for it and stuff and everyone's like they strayed so far from the manga and they cut out a key like story arc and I'm like well I need to go to the big library, the one that has all the manga at it, and check out all of the manga because I'm very, very, very much obsessed with the whole story. It's incredible. Um, it really, like, I I like finding, like, ethical stories and things, and I like, um, I guess I like watching things that feed my need for like a compassionate world. I I don't know if that's the right way to explain it, but um this this anime that I honestly didn't know much about before I started watching it um touches on um ethical food sourcing and then also ethical food sourcing and how it impacts the like lower classes and um, what that does for the production of our food. And it touches on genocide and it touches on eugenics, which like I did not, I did not grow up knowing what eugenics was. And it wasn't until over the past few years and like trying to understand things that have happened in the world that I've understood eugenics. And so like just to watch this gorgeous anime touch on so many things of importance by telling this sort of fantastical story it's just so amazing you made it sound like a science show but it is very much just an anime people can just enjoy the anime aspect of it too yes yeah yes um it i think that it is heavy-handed with the writer's views, but without it being overly heavy handed. Like, it's obvious to me what the show is about, but in reading like Reddit threads, it's not obvious to everybody. Right. So I think it's obvious to me because it like feeds a part of me that is important to me, but it also can be enjoyable to people who don't think the same way. It, and it's beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Some of the scenes, I was just like, oh, my gosh. Just like this scene right here is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. It was incredible. It's been a long time since I was sucked into an anime like that. Yeah. Have you watched anything? No, I haven't watched anything. I have, though. I've read an entire book. I read Iron Widow, mm-hmm. and um, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty popular book, or at least it was last year. Uh, but I still see it on TikTok all the time. Yeah, it's it's a good book. It's a great book. I recommend it. It's interesting. It has a lot of weird, um, thought-provoking stuff in it. It also has some things where you're like, 
I'm not sure. Like it has a little bit of multiple things, right? And and not all of those things hit with me, but the things that do hit with me were great. And it is a very easy read. And I saw a lot of people criticizing the book for that uh, after I finished it, and I was reading some of the reviews on Goodreads. Which apparently is just something that Alden and I both do, is we finish something and then we go and read all the reviews. Sometimes. Uh, well, it's something like this, where where it is it is very polarizing, I guess. Like, it's obvious in the book, while reading it, it was obvious to me that there's going to be a certain type of person who absolutely just won't like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but then everything else is there's a lot of a lot up to interpretation but a lot of it too is is people just weren't happy with the writing style um and a lot of people mention the hunger games in this in the way that it doesn't always explain what's happening it just kind of jumps from thing to thing but to me i like that it made the book feel more action packed like mm-hmm. you didn't ha- if she was trying to get into a room to find something it didn't go through the 98 steps it took her to walk down the hall and then find a key. And then like, it would just right. be like, so after she got it, you know, right. and I, I liked that, but a lot of people hated it, but give it a shot anyway. Yeah. And I now have it. I have it on my Libby app so I can read it. Yeah. So otherwise I don't think I've watched anything. I've just been, um, reading that and playing Dark Souls again. So, um, it's what I do. And why are you playing Dark Souls again? I don't remember. Well, because, so I wanted to play Resident Evil 8 because I ne- that's the only one I haven't played. Well, in 6, but 6 blows. Um, I wanted to play Resident Evil 8. My controller was on the floor. <laughs> There's more to this story. It doesn't stop there. And I gave our dog a bath and he was traumatized by it and wet and cold and as soon as i sat in the bed to grab the controller to play he jumped like into my lap just like like pressed up against my body uh like he was glued to me because he was traumatized and cold and wanted to rem- like make sure that I still love him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but he would not move. So I could not reach the controller, but I could reach my Switch. And I was like, what should I try on my Switch? I have a 100 games that I've never played. Oh, what's this? Dark Souls. <laughs> Let me start that over again. And God, that's a good game. I'm already halfway through it again. Anyway, that's what We're I... We're not boring, though. That's what I... No, no. <laughs> I don't have a routine. I just play Dark Souls five times a year. Um... <laughs> You know what else we did? What you know did, we, we, you know what did we, we watch? We watched <laughs> Boy Meets World Season 7, Episode 18, Chapter Titled. How Cory and Topanga Got Their Groove Back. All right. And let's get it, get to talking about this Boy Meets World episode. So, blurb me up. Okay. The blurb for this week is Cory and Topanga throw a party to prove that they are not boring. We should do that. I agree. Let's throw a party. Let's throw a party and not invite anybody. And then we're just like, oh, man, nobody came. We just get in bed and, and have a food fight. <laughs> no. I know. Who Shoot. would have to clean that up? There we go. <laughs> also, what a waste of resources. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Um, we're not boring. Um, <laughs> this episode was directed by Lynn McCracken, and it was written by Barbie Feldman. Huh. Known Eric lover, Barbie Feldman. Yep. She always writes great Eric episodes, except for the last one that she wrote that we didn't like Eric in. Let's 
It was very confusing. Yes, and let's see how she did with Eric in this episode. But first, okay. where do we start? Classroom or not? I mean, we're definitely not in the classroom. We're at Chucky's, and Corey is getting coffee. Yep, he's getting coffee. Uh, he gives it for Topanga. She says something about them. They're going to be late. They have to get going. And Corey is like, oh, no, no, she doesn't. No, Corey, Corey says, yeah. we're going to get late, be late. We have to keep, get moving. And Topanga's like, it'll be fine. And Corey's like, that's what you said last week. And we were late to 60 minutes. You know what they don't call 60 minutes? 45 minutes when you're 15 minutes late. And... um. So they're sitting there, like, bickering about getting home in time to watch 60 Minutes when Angela and Sean walk in, and they're talking about where they're going, and Corey and Topanga are like, hey, where are you guys going? And they're like, oh, we're just, we're going out to the blue room, and they're like, well, what if we wanted to go to the blue room? And Sean's like, well, come with us. And Corey's like, oh, no, definitely not. We wouldn't miss 60 Minutes. Yeah, and and Sean is like, you know, it's just going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of wild dancing, a lot of crazy music and whatever. Skimpy and, clothes. Yeah. Um, but anyway, as this happens, Jack and Eric walk in and Jack is like depressed. Rachel had come in at some point. Yeah, yeah, she was there too. Um, and Jack is sad and angry and Eric is just like, it's going to be okay, Jack. And Jack is like... My hair just won't hold up. His hair is ridiculous. Just throwing that out there. It is ridiculous. Yeah. And I guess that was it for their scene. And when it cuts back to Corey and Topanga and Corey's just like, no, we, we, we got to watch 60 minutes and or no, 2020. And Topanga's like, we can tape it. And Corey's like, no, tape it. Then what's the point? Um. So they're going back and forth. Topanga wants to go to this thing. Corey convinces her not to. Um, and Corey is finally just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're not going to go. And Sean walks by them and goes, yeah, you know, don't worry. It's not really your scene anyway. And walks out and the crowd is like, ooh. And then it cuts to the Mary Dorm apartment place. Mm-hmm. Um, Word to Pangas immediately, like, not our scene? Yeah. Um. So, Corey's already, like, in bed, and he's trying to watch... 2020. 2020. Something about quintuplets. They've been following them since they were born. And Topanga's brushing her hair, and she's trying to talk to Corey. And Corey's like, oh, did you see little... Charlie or whatever and she's like what are you talking about and he's like he's the one they didn't think was gonna make it and Topanga's like Corey are we boring like when did we get this way I want to go out and do stuff I want to have fun and Corey's like I I like doing this like yeah he says who cares get in bed and start the humidifier and I was like (laughs) shots fired holy shit (laughs) And she lays in bed next to him, and they just, like, both... uh, Corey holds out his hand, and she grabs his hand, and he's like, spoons! Well, he's like, why would we need anything more than this? Yeah. Which is true. Yes. Um, As long as both people agree. Exactly. Um, Corey is obviously very content 
Topanga, I think, was content until she realized that her friends were going and doing things without her, which is very different than wanting to go do things yourself. Right. It doesn't even seem like she's upset that they're going to do things without her. It seems like she's upset at their perception of her. Yes. Um, but anyway, they spoon for a second. Topanga spoons, big spoons Corey. And then she like jumps up and turns the light on and she's like, we're not boring. Being married doesn't mean we have to be boring. They were like this before they were married. I know. This is this has literally been a once a season episode since season three. Yeah. Um, it's just now that they're married. So now instead of saying you guys are like an old married couple, they're like, you guys are an old married couple. Right. Some people are just born with elderly brains. But then Corey, I mean, Topanga turns to Corey and goes, we've become your parents. And he said, don't ever talk about my parents in bed and she hadn't but and Corey jumps up out of bed and he's like that's it get dressed we're going to the bluefish <laughs> and uh topanga to her credit says no not like this i don't want you to go just because i was telling you to go and he goes okay and gets back in bed yeah um and then they talk about how, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're going to have the biggest party ever known to man. And we're going to do it right here. And Topanga seems very pleased with this idea. Yep. And then Corey's like, but now let's go to sleep early because something is open. He said, basically, there's, uh, like a, like there's a, like a sheet sale at a, like a home goods place. And he has coupons and they open at 6 a.m. Yeah. So now we cut to the apartment, the boy's apartment. The boy's apartment. Jack is sitting at the little island. Eric comes out. He's hit his head. He's complaining that it hurts really bad. And Jack is like, I am not going to kiss your boo-boo. And Eric's like, this one's different. This one is way different. I can feel it. It makes my face tingle. It makes my nose tingle. It makes me sneeze. And then he sneezes. And he's like, oh, my god." sneezes into Jack's cereal. Yeah. Into Jack's cereal. He goes, you were going to pour milk in that. And Jack was like, what? He's like, that's it. That's what, like, that's why this feels different. I can see the future. And Jack goes and, like, dumps his cereal. He's like, I'm not even going to eat this. Yeah. And then they walk over next to the TV and Eric sneezes again and goes, there's a fireman. Fireman? There's a fire at the Peterman warehouse. And the news cuts on and it's like, there's a fire at the Peterman warehouse. (laughs) And Eric is like, <gasps> and Jack is like, no, 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 no. We know, no, I'm not going down one of your crazy plans again. And Eric is like, hey, we all know what's going to happen here. You're going to resist for a while, and then you're going to do it anyway. So you should just do it anyway. And Jack is like, okay. And then he, then Eric sneezes, and he says three numbers. 21, 46, 53. And he says, that's my Nana Boo Boo's measurements. She's hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And the news talks about going and getting a lottery ticket because there's a $4 million jackpot. And Jack's like, those (gasps) were not your Nana Boo Boo's. Jackpot? Jackpot. Oh, what a conspiracy. Anyway, um, he's like, those are not your Nana Boo Boo's measurements. Those are lottery numbers. Let's go play the lottery. And then Eric sneezes again and he goes, he goes, achoo, the king of Norway's having fish. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite, probably part of the episode. Anyway, now we cut back to um, 
Chuckies? Chuckies. Um, Corey has yellow flyers that he's handing out to everyone. He's just like, come to my party, come to my party, come to my party, come to my party. And he walks over and hands one to Rachel and then Angela. He's like, come to my party, come to my party. And then he goes to hand one to Sean. And while he's going to hand one to Sean, Rachel and Angela start reading the flyer. And it's like, we're out of our rut. Come party with us. Great food, great drinks, um, party favors, cake. And uh, Sean is like, what's the deal with this? And Corey is like, hey, we're going to have a party. And Sean's like, why are you doing this? And Cor- like, did you read the flyer? And Corey goes, what? A couple of, couple of married people can't have a hoedown and starts like <laughs> dancing with his arms. Um, and Sean... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Sean goes, yeah, um, well, okay, when is this? And Corey says, tomorrow night. And Rachel is like, tomorrow night? And Corey's like, yeah, Saturday. Isn't Saturday, I know I'm out of the loop, but isn't Saturday when you guys, um, what does he say? Uh, You kids, uh, I don't remember. Um, cut a rug or something. Um, anyway. And... Rachel and Angela are like, yeah, but it's tomorrow is Durvin's party. And Corey's like, huh? And they're like, Durvin's party is the biggest party of the year. And Sean is like, hey, look, it's fine. We'll go, we'll, we'll go to your party and then we'll leave to go have fun at the other party. And that was a very asshole thing to say. It was. And. Corey is like, uh, what are you talking about? And Sean goes, you know what? How late's your party going to go anyway? Like 10? And Corey holds up the flyer and he goes, read this. What's this say? And Sean goes, no parents allowed. Nice touch. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey then shows him that it says eight to question mark because that leaves it open for the whole night. And he's like, who's gonna, what's gonna happen? Nobody knows. Are we gonna wear leather? Nope, because I'm allergic. And Topanga's a sweater. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so Corey is just like, look, fine, you know what? Don't come. And then he grabs the flyers from everybody. He he... also says something about Sean's new, like, facial hair. He, like, flicks him in the chin, and it's fantastic. Yeah. He's like, go to Durbin's party with you and whatever this is, and flicks his face. Um, so then now we cut to, and then he, then he goes, we'll still have our party. You go to your party and then we'll compare notes Monday and see who had a better time. And I take notes like a secretary. Yeah. And he had already taken flyers away from everyone, everyone in Chucky's. Yeah. And now we cut to a convenience store. We We've our- never seen this convenience store before. It was very exciting. It was a new location with six episodes left. Are you kidding me? Boy Meets World. Is it my birthday? They spent money on us. It's true. Um, Jack is putting a helmet on Eric, and Eric's like, I don't understand why I have to wear a helmet. And then they're like walking into the convenience store, and Eric hits himself again. He walks into the door and falls over, and Jack is just like, that's why. Your brain is a precious commodity right now. So they go into the convenience store, and Jack starts holding Pepper like under Eric's nose. And he's like, okay, I've got my ticket. We got to figure out what numbers we want to do. We only have the three. We need three more. So sneeze. And he starts shaking Pepper into Eric's nose. Mm-hmm. And Eric's like, I just, I can't just sneeze on demand. I can't do that. 
And Jack yells like, sneeze, you jackass. Mm -hmm. And no one kicks them out. And so then Eric sneezes. And as he's walking out sneezing. Well, first he goes, somebody's in trouble. And Jack says, like, who? And Eric's like, I don't know, but I have this ability now. Like, I have to be able to help them. And Jack is like, help me. Help me. Help Jack, the person who's from generational wealth, mm -hmm. win $4 million? No, thank you. And then they start walking out. They start, they start walking out, and Eric is sneezing, and he's like, he's that guy's cheating on you. As he's walking past a couple, and he's like, and he's going to rob the store. Then he goes, you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we cut to, um, do we go straight to the alley or we go to the, do we go to the. Mary no, we go to the Mary Dorm apartment place. Yeah, we do. Um, Mary Dorm apartment place. Corey has put up streamers and balloons and Topanga walks in and she's like, whoa, did you overdo it? And Corey's just like, no. And then the oven dings. She's like, ooh, my quiches. And she gets them out of the oven. She's like, here, try this. And Corey's just like, these are great. And then Corey talks about what they're going to do with the party. Oh, he pulls, he's like, so I figured 20 questions gets really old easily. So I got these. And he pulls a stack of board games down from on top of the refrigerator. And Topanga's like, nobody wants to play board. <gasps> Clue! We haven't played that in forever! <laughs> and then I was like, Fucking shot fired again. I mean, this whole episode is shots fired. The whole thing. It's true. Um, and then Topanga goes to sit down and she's like, you want to turn on the music? The yeah, dance? she's putting quiche on a plate and she's like, oh, while I do this, can you pick some music? Our guests will be here in two minutes. Or Corey says our guests will be here in two minutes. Because it's and almost seven. Topanga goes, oh. It's 7.58 already? Oh, yeah. And Corey goes to turn on music. And he's like, so what are we thinking tonight? And Corey's like, turn on something we can dance to. And Corey's like, we're thinking along the same lines. And he picks some music. And it's definitely not like like college dance music. It's definitely like elderly man dance music. And he starts dancing through the apartment. And then we cut outside the apartment to the hallway. And Angela and Sean and, and... And Rachel. And Rachel. And and Sean is like, I know I know what you're going to say. If you say we left as soon as I was getting my groove on one more time, I'm going to go crazy. We will be back. We will go back. And Rachel's like, hey, I was getting my groove on too. And Angela looks at her and Rachel goes, it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> and they go to open the door. And Angela's like, look, Corey doesn't even want us here. Why are we doing this? And Sean's like, whatever, and opens the door. Well, and on the door, we see all oh, yeah. of these signs that are like caution, party happening, and like fun zone. And then they open the door, and Topanga's laying on the couch, and Corey is sitting by the coffee table, and Topanga is putting the quiches on the coffee table, and Corey's just smashing them, and they're just doing that. So then the three leave. Yep. And they're talking about how bored they are. Nobody came. How boring they are. Uh, Topanga's like, nobody even came. And Corey goes, I almost left. <laughs> <laughs> and Corey's just like, look, we're not boring. We're just, we're saddled with superficial friends who care more about Durbin's party. And then he goes, you know what? 
it's probably a good thing that they didn't come. You know, nobody showed up. It's fine, because those quiches weren't your best anyway. Oh, Corey, I liked you so much this episode until that moment. Yeah, it was so weird. That was a very Alan thing to do, actually. It was an incredibly Alan thing to do. Uh, and Topanga is just like, excuse me? And Corey is like, what? It's a compliment. I don't understand that. And Angela, I mean, Angela, um, Topanga goes, here's a compliment for you. Bite me. <laughs> Maybe people didn't come in because of all of your great jokes on the flyers. Or the Yeah, great jokes on the flyers. Maybe some of the people didn't think they were authorized for enough fun. <laughs> <laughs> so they are fighting back and forth. And while they're fighting, Topanga starts throwing the quiche in the trash. Yes, one by one. One by one. She throws like six of them in the trash, then leaves the rest on the tray and moves it over to the kitchen counter. Hey, Tanya. What? Hey, Tanya. What? How did you feel about that? It really bothered me. I couldn't contain it. Like, why was she throwing perfectly good food away? Why were they smashing the quiche? But at least if they smash it, they can still eat it later. Like, you these are poor college kids. They would not be throwing away perfectly good food. They're also college kids. They might be throwing away perfectly good food. Uh, however, I don't know what was being said in this scene because all I heard was, that's so much food. How are they wasting that much food? So I really, I really hate food waste. If anything is happening in this scene, please let us know. BMG and BMW on Twitter. <laughs> There's a lot happening. They're fighting about the party and who is the lamest. And, uh, Topanga's like, whatever, Mr. Rogers. And he's like, oh, I shot up my sweater, blah, blah, blah. And then she grabs the... I think it was guac. It looked like but guac. it was like not green like guac it was like pistachio green yeah but with the consistency of guac and he she takes it in her hand and smushes it in his face and then he grabs the as a as a rebuttal grabs the hershey's chocolate sauce and sprays it all over her boobs yeah <laughs> That's the only spot that he thought needed to get dirty. And she reaches over and grabs his sweater and just rips the sleeve off. So it was not sewn very well. And then he reaches over to her arm and rips her sleeve off. And then... And then she gets super mad. Like, how did you do that? This is a nice blouse. And then he's like, oh, some of your shoulder is showing. And she goes, oh, yeah, I could say the same about you. And then they jump each other's it's bones sex time. it's sex time they 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 discovered food play that's exciting right so now we cut to the alley back yeah. behind the or somewhere around the convenience store yeah they're at an alley there's like a dumpster there and a bunch of trash and stuff and jack is like what are we even doing here there's no one here and eric is like I'm supposed to be helping someone. That's what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And Jack is like, you could be helping me right now. Like, get, I need those lottery numbers. And he takes Eric's head and starts smashing it up against dumpster. the dumpster. He is wearing it a helmet, but it incredibly was... Incredibly jarring to watch. Yeah, it was sad. And Eric starts crying and gives him three more numbers. Mm-hmm. And Jack is like, yay. Yeah. And then Eric goes, wait a second. You. It was always you. I was supposed to be helping you. And Jack is like, 
what are you talking about? And then some guy comes out. Yeah, this like houseless man comes from behind the dumpster and is like, he's right, you know. And then stands there watching them while Eric and Jack talk because Eric is like, I'm supposed to save you from yourself. From your greed. And Jack is like, "Uh, yeah, whatever. Thanks for the lottery numbers. Well, he says... You're right. You know what? I'm really sorry. You know, the greed took over me and I don't know. I don't know what happened. Uh, Anyway, let's go get this ticket. And so then the guy from behind the dumpster and Eric stand there and the guy's just like, yeah, we tried. Yeah. And then we cut back to the Mary Dorm apartment place where Sean and Angela and Rachel are leading a gaggle of people. Um, right up to the door and Sean is giving instructions. He's like, now remember, nobody gets their $20 unless you have stayed for the full hour and then you can go back to the party. And, And, um, one of the guys goes, this better be good, Hunter. And Sean is like, shut up, Dervin. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sean opens the door. Well, and he has already said, like, now, like, brace yourselves. Like, this is a very sad situation you're walking into. Like, they don't know how to have fun. They don't know what they're doing. Blah, blah, blah. And then he opens the door. And Corey and Topanga are on the floor, wrapped in a twister mat, covered in food, making out. And Sean and Angela very quickly shut the door. And they're like, party's over. Yeah, and then Durbin tries to get in, and Sean is like, no, 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 this is, you guys can't go in. And Durbin is like, whatever, I'm going back to Durbin's. He's <laughs> like, you are Durbin. And Angela, Sean, and Rachel stay outside while everybody else walks away, and they're like, man, do you think this is what they do every night? And Angela goes, that's why they have to be home by nine every night. <laughs> and then she goes... I wonder what their food bill is like. (laughs) So Tanya was upset about the few wasted quiches in the trash can. I mean, look at this room. I was very upset about the food fight, too. They talk about how, like, we were... We were. We felt bad for them. But now I feel bad for us. Because they're having so much fun together. They're so in love. And Rachel goes back to the party. And Angela looks at Sean and is like, let's go to the grocery store. And it's like, woo, and they walk down the hall. It's like, what? You heard me. Um. Anyway, now we go back to the boys' apartment. Mm-hmm. Jack and Eric on the couch. Watching for the lottery numbers. Jack is, no, 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 well, it's just Jack first. Mm-hmm. Then he's like, come on, Eric, we need to watch this. And Eric is like, I'm very upset with you. I'm still mad at you because of the way you treated me. And Jack is like, I'll give you half. And Eric is like, ooh, lottery, and jumps onto the couch. And they're both anticipating it, and Eric's like, I'm going to buy a new helmet. And then they call the lottery numbers, and it is not the numbers on the ticket. And Jack immediately blames Eric, rips the ticket up, and shoves it in Eric's mouth. And then they say, well, those are the the New York numbers. Here are the Philadelphia numbers. And it was the right numbers. And then Jack is like, you idiot, as if Eric took the ticket and shoved it in his own mouth, which he did not do. No. And then Jack, or Eric sneezes again, and he goes, oh, the things you're going to do to me. You made that sound like it was like a sexual thing. (laughs) It could have been. I don't know. Um, So then we go to the after credit scene. Post credit scene, yep. During credit scene. Post credit scene is 
in the Mary Dorm apartment place. The M-D-A-P. Corey and Topanga are in their room. They're like, hurry up. They're about to... Do an expose on meat. Yeah. And they get in bed and they're like, I would rather do this than anything else. And, you know, everyone else is like out chasing a good time. But we get to find out how to pick a good brisket. Yep. And then they say something else on screen and Topanga and Corey make a face at it. I don't remember what it was. It was right Something as, about flank steak. Yeah. It's right as Disney Plus was cutting us off. Uh, Tanya. Yes. That's it. Uh-huh. How? How are you doing? I remember <laughs> we don't talk enough. How are you doing? <laughs> we talk plenty. How do you feel about this episode? I really like this episode. I liked it a lot. I, I think probably because of the fact that I like... Corey when he's being like adorable neurotic not harmful neurotic yeah so this was one of those episodes where I'm like gosh I love Corey again um and I also like seeing people being comfortable like you know they're young but it's okay to stay home it's okay to be comfortable in the place that you live before that point you're looking for that. Like when you go to a party or you go to a club or whatever, like you're looking for that person to do that with, like to settle in with and build a home with and be comfortable with. It's it's not ever going to be that again. I'm sure there are some couples that go out to clubs all the time. Oh, yeah. No, that's I mean, some people are into that. Like that is what their lives are because they're both that kind of person. Right. It only works if you both are are into these things. Right. Um, you and I were talking earlier this week, ironically enough, about... Yeah, it is weird that we had that conversation. Both of us were, were in separate places having conversations with friends about our relationship and the things that we do. And people are like, I talked to them about how I listened to all of Critical Role last year. And, or not last year. During the pandemic, during the beginning of the pandemic. I was say, we are still yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the first, like, shutdown. And um, they were like, how did you how did you get the time to do that? And I was like, Tanya and I went on a lot of walks, and we went on a lot of hikes, and we listened to it. And they were like, and you guys just, like, didn't, like, bother each other? You listened to the, to the episode? And I was like, yeah, that's, we enjoy being together and just, like, Enjoying each other's company, but we don't have to constantly interrupt each other's books and whatever. Mm-hmm. And one of our favorite things to do is to lay in bed and read. Mm-hmm. We're old, though. But we've always been that way. Exactly. And we're happy with it. Yeah. Like, we enjoy that. And and not everyone has that. Different people have different dynamics where, like, they want to be reading and, like, they're partners like well i want to go out and do something or vice versa and like that's fine they have to reach some kind of like middle ground there we don't have to reach a middle ground we're like i love being with you come and snuggle with me while we both read books it's great we can do separate things together and it's wonderful yeah we can completely we can completely not bother each other until one of us is like are you really playing dark souls again (laughs) (laughs) how many times is this now that wasn't asked in a judgy way i really did want to (laughs) know because i'm interested in your life Uh uh-huh uh-huh uh anyway go on um i also like 
I am at a point where I wish they had just written Jack off the show. He's completely unnecessary, except to just be an asshole. Like? Like, he took Eric's head and bashed it into a dumpster. He pushed paper into Eric's mouth and made him eat it and then got mad at him for eating it. I want him off the show. I cannot stand him so much. Well, he'll be off the show in five episodes, I promise. Well, so will we. (laughs) That's true. Um, Yeah. But I thought Eric was great. He was adorable. He was, you know, Will Friedle being Eric. And I thought he was wonderful. So I don't have a lot to say about this episode just because it was one of those kind of simple episodes. It wasn't super duper deep. It wasn't, um, it's, it's pretty standard, but I really enjoyed it, especially after last week's. How did you feel about this episode? I liked it. I I mean, I didn't love it. I did like it. Um, Corey was hilarious in it. Um, I'm so, so, so tired of the, wait, we're too old. Let's go be fun thing that they keep doing like every year. Like every year they act like they're confused by it and try to change their lives again. And it's just, I'm, I'm bored by that story. But the way it was handled this time was funny. Uh, the way Corey was uh, acting this episode was funny. Their food fight was good. Um, if it's in a standalone vacuum, if, if none of those other episodes have happened, this episode's very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I didn't like, uh, Eric and Jack stuff at all. Um, I, I, Eric was fine, but he was a vehicle for a shitty story. Um, and Jack was terrible. Jack sucks so much now. It's just so weird the the way that things have changed this season as opposed to the way we were talking about things last season. Right. And and it's important to note he doesn't just suck. Like he's an abusive he's a, person. He, he's abusive and 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 manipulative. Uh he's abusive in in multiple ways. And it sucks. It sucks because you know, 2 years ago we were talking about like wait a second. I thought I didn't like Jack. Jack is fantastic. And now we remember why we didn't like yeah, Jack. Yeah, yeah. Now I remember why that that sticks in your head, because he does suck. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, Dervin was hilarious. That, that dumb Dervin joke that they repeated three times, I loved every single time. <laughs> you are Dervin. Um, but otherwise, like, it was fine. I, I, I again, started the episode wrote down Barbie Feldman's name and went, all right, good, a good Eric episode, and then didn't get that. So, um, but we did get a good Corey episode. So that was new. That was different for her. Normally, she writes yeah, Corey, she hates Corey very badly. Um, but in this episode, it was Jack. Jack took the, the role of Corey this episode. Yeah. Except, like, way further. Oh, yeah. Like, Jack... Corey has never been the level of Jack. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, Corey's been annoying. Yeah. And he has said some shitty things. But Jack has now consistently... Here's here's one of the only consistencies in this entire show is that Jack has been consistently awful for at least five episodes now. Oh, yeah. Like, just terrible. 
And his hair looks so stupid. It does. It is very 2000, though. But for, I don't know. It, it it is very two thousand. Uh, it it doesn't look right on him, and it didn't look right on most people. It, but it, it was did not. But it was a very common two thousands look. Um, it was funny to hear Sean talk about how like, ugh, Jack's gonna take forever. He's doing his hair, and it's like that's been your shit. It's been for your like... sh- until this season. Yeah. Uh, but I get it. He's over it. He's realized the error in his ways, and now he's mad at Jack for it. mm Hmm. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was fine. It was good. It was enjoyable. I didn't hate it. Yeah. I think that, that Eric was still written decently. Like he was still, he wasn't, he wasn't written badly. No. Right. He just, the storyline itself with Jack was terrible, but like he's still being portrayed as like the guy with the big heart and he's super nice and he's super sweet. So, like, Barbie didn't do him wrong. No, but it wasn't a great Eric story. No. It doesn't mean in uh, in uh, in the episode where he goes to the art show or the, the, the museum, mm-hmm. he he's in a bad story there, too, where he's being treated badly. Mm-hmm. But the end of it, it really is, like, this, this great moment for Eric. Yeah. And, and Eric doesn't have that moment of, like... Look how smart and enjoyable I can be. In this episode, it still ends with him being like, yeah, because I can see the future. Yeah. Like, he doesn't change that. Right. Anyway. That was fine. That's how I feel about this episode. Tanya? Yeah? How do you feel about this episode? I I already told you. I know. But it's, you know, it's a quick one. Yeah. Uh, What else do you want to talk about? Nothing. Good. Let's hang up the phone. Okay, bye. Click. That was a little skit we did. Um, <laughs> Tanya, <laughs> tell yes. people where they can find us. You can tweet at us on Twitter at BMG and BMW. You can email us at BMG and BMW at gmail.com. You can join our Facebook group. Just type in Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World into the search bar. You'll get approved and then you can come chat with us. BTW. You can also hear our latest episode on Boy Meets World Fever. Oh, yeah. That well, is not our latest episode. You can hear us on. The latest episode the latest, of the latest episode, Boy Meets World Fever. The latest episode that we're on. Semantics, Tanya. And we've been on multiple episodes. Yes. Of their amazing show. Yeah. We uh, love them. They're wonderful. Yeah, we do. We enjoy talking to Chance and Cameron every single time. Uh, but now we're done yep. here. And we're going to hang up your phone. Uh, Thank you for joining us. This has been Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World, Season 7, Episode 18. Do good. Class dismissed.